The fruit of the Spirit is kindness. At list in Galatians 5, the King James Version uses the word gentleness. Gentleness and kindness is included in the original word. So Ephesians 4.32, we've memorized that verse when we were kids. And be ye kind one to another. Be kind to one another. How, how simple is that? It's not, it's not uh, rocket science. Just be kind. What is kindness? Well, the verse, the verse further explains it. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted. That sounds like gentleness to me. Tender-hearted. Forgiving one another. Oh. That explains it a little further. What kindness is? Tender-hearted? Forgiving? Just as God in Christ forgave you. Oh, so this is a God thing. Yes, it is. And the one thing that stood out to me more than anything else as I was preparing for this message is that God is kind. God is kind. We've been talking about the Holy Spirit. Turn your Bibles to Galatians 5. We've been talking about the Holy Spirit and the fruit of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is God, the Holy Spirit. We have God the Father, we have God the Son, and we have God the Holy Spirit. And the three are one. There is one God. God is a mystery. I don't understand the Trinity, but I believe it. And so God, the Holy Spirit, is a person. And if God is kind, and the Holy Spirit is living in us, and we are by faith walking in the step with the Spirit, then it's natural, or it's the fruit of walking in the Spirit will be, you will be kind. I will be kind. Because God is kind. God, the Holy Spirit, in us and through us, we live in and by the Spirit. We will be kind. I just want to read Galatians 5, this chapter again, just to give us a little... Um, more context to the fruit of the Spirit being kindness. Galatians 5, verse 1. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free, and do not be entangled again with a yoke of bondage. We'll read it, and then I'll explain a little bit. Uh, what was going on, what Paul was writing to the Galatians. Verse 2, Indeed I, Paul, say to you that if you be become circumcised, Christ will profit you nothing. And I testify again to every man who becomes circumcised that he is debtor to keep the whole law. 
You have become estranged from Christ, you who attempt to be justified by law. You have fallen from grace. For we through the Spirit eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. I just want us to really get these verses. Please focus on them. Verse 3 again, And I testify again to every man who becomes circumcised that he is debtor to keep the whole law. You have become estranged from Christ, you who attempt to be justified by law. You have fallen from grace. For we through the Spirit eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything, but faith working through love. Ye ran well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? This persuasion does not come from him who calls you. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. I have confidence in you, in the Lord, that you will have no other mind, but he who troubles you will bear his judgment, whoever he is. And I, brethren, if I still preach circumcision, why do I still suffer persecution? Then the offense of the cross has ceased. I could wish that those who trouble you would even cut themselves off. For you, brethren, have been called to liberty. Only do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, be lest, beware lest you be consumed by one another. No kidding. I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. For the, for the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary the one to another, so that you cannot do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not, led, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, and cleanness, the whole list there. Verse 22, but the fruit of the Spirit is, in contrast, the works of the flesh and the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such, there is no law. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. This group of people were seeking to be justified by the Mosaic ceremonial law. Circumcision was a big thing in that. But Paul was saying, if you think you can become righteous, be made righteous, have that complete salvation that we heard about this morning, if you think you can have that by keeping the law and by trusting in the law, you're wrong. Righteousness is by faith in Jesus Christ. The ceremonial law 
offering up all those animal sacrifices didn't cut it and won't cut it. And he's saying, we are free from that. Because of what Christ has done, we are free from the ceremonial law. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made you free. And don't be entangled in trying. Verse 4 says, you who attempt to be justified by law. Verse 3 says, if you try that, you, you are debtor to keep the whole law, all the animal sacrifices, everything of that. But verse 5 says, we through the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. The Spirit has come, and through the Spirit, by faith in the Spirit, we are saved through faith. And so verse 6 says, and it uses circumcision as this icon of the ceremonial law, and it says it doesn't avail anything. That doesn't matter. What really matters is faith working through love. That's what matters. It is by faith in Jesus Christ that we are saved. And it is this faith in Jesus Christ that enables us to walk in the Spirit, to live out the Spirit. And what is the Spirit? God is love. So there we have faith lived out in love. Now love is multifaceted. It is one fruit of the Spirit. The fruit, singular, of the Spirit is, and then it has these facets, these different uh, ways of saying it. Love brings joy. Love enables peace. Love is patient. Love is kind. And that's what we're going to focus on a little more this morning. Love is kind. That's what matters. Faith working itself out through love. Now look at also verse 13. For you, brethren, have been called to liberty... We've been freed from the bondage of trying to attain righteousness through the ceremonial law. We don't find righteousness through doing the law perfectly. We've been freed from that. That's the liberty we have. But we've also been freed from the bondage of Our flesh. The bondage of being ruled by our carnal desires. Stand fast in that liberty. You no longer have to do just whatever you feel like doing. You no longer have to just be swept along by your lower nature. You no longer have to give in to that overpowering 
bondage of self, of sin, and of Satan. Verse 13, you brethren have been called to liberty, only do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh. But through love, serve one another. Through love, serve one another. Naturally, we serve self. And we think we're doing what we want, but it's not. We're not, we're really out of control. We're in bondage. But through that liberty, we can serve one another. By love, serve one another. For all the law is fulfilled, the, the, the moral law, all the moral law is fulfilled in one word, even in this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love. But if you bite and devour one another, take, who, take heed lest you be consumed of one another. That's right. If you bite and devour each other, it's, you're going to be consumed. You're going to destroy each other. And then what a privilege we have to walk in the Spirit instead of that. The opposite. So thinking of kindness now, kindness is love. Somebody bites you, you don't bite back. You love back. You love back. Kindness an aspect of love, kindness, spirit, fruit, the fruit of the spirit. What is kindness? Kindness, we could say it's love in little acts. Kindness, love's consideration, love in little acts. It's not complicated. Little acts. Just little acts. By faith, we receive the Spirit. The Holy Spirit has been poured out upon all men. And by faith, we believe that. And we receive the Spirit. We receive salvation. It is also by faith that we love in little acts. That we even become aware of it. That we even can go against our natural tendencies. That we can come out of our own little selfish, self-centered shell and see opportunities for little acts of kindness. Like the little boy who came clamoring to his dad and uh, clamoring for his dad's attention because he scratched his finger and his dad ignored him and he, he kept bugging and, and uh, being annoying and, and finally his dad says, well, what can I do about it? 
And the little boy said, you could at least say, oh. You could at least say, oh. Little acts of kindness. Love's consideration. I like this definition. Kindness is awareness of how another feels. Consideration of those feelings. And adaptation of one's attitudes, words, and behavior accordingly. Awareness, consideration, adaptation. Where do you find yourself? Do these three come naturally for you? The different ones of our personalities, we, we would kind of, uh, it'd be easier. Some of these are easier for us than others. But true Holy Spirit kindness Especially when it's not deserved, when is it deserved? But especially in light of the fact that it often isn't deserved. Awareness, consideration, and adapting are attitudes and actions. I find myself especially struggling with the first one, awareness. I don't know where you find yourself, but awareness. I'm just so focused on what I'm focused on, good stuff. I have my agenda. I have my feelings. I have my uh, self-centeredness that I, I'm not learning. I'm not learning. I'm not becoming aware of what others may be feeling. When I'm aware, when I'm fully aware of what others are feeling, I have God in me, and it's not that hard to give up my agenda. My parents did a good job on me in teaching me how to give up my will. And so now, as I surrender my will, to Christ, it's not as hard as a lot of people had, because my parents, I give credit to my parents. So I can give up my will, I can give up my agenda, but I'm still so self-centered that I tend to not even be aware. <clears throat> Being aware. Taking time to consider how that might feel. And then the surrender and, and the being willing to adapt. Adapt what we're doing, how we're doing it, what we're saying, how we're saying it. Adapting to facilitate kindness. Kindness. Awareness of how another feels, consideration of those feelings, and adaptation of one's attitudes, words, and behavior accordingly. Love in little acts. Now, what is the test of kindness? What is the proof of kindness? Is it being kind to the kind? 
Can you be kind to the kind? Absolutely, you can be kind to the kind. But is that a test of kindness? Uh, not, not really, it's not really a proof of kindness. Kindness is proven to be kindness when it faces unkindness. Kindness is proven to be kindness when it faces unkindness. That's the fruit of the Spirit. That's what doesn't come natural. Naturally, we can be kind to the kind, but we can't naturally be kind to the unkind consistently. It's supernatural. It's spiritual. It takes, takes God, the power of the Spirit, by faith walking in the Spirit. It's the fruit of the Spirit. So, <clears throat> patience, another aspect of this love fruit of the Spirit. Patience when bearing injuries. Patience, and we're, hopefully we'll talk about this next time we, we talk about the fruit of the Spirit. Uh, patience can be called love's composure. When uh, you face injuries, you keep your composure and you're patient. You're long-suffering, long-suffering, patient. That's the two of the words that our different translation uses for this, for this uh, fruit of the Spirit. Patience, long-suffering. So we bear injuries. But it's not just injuries. It can be anything that isn't right, anything that isn't. We know it isn't right, but we're patient with it. We keep love's Composure. There's a lot of things that aren't right. There's something wrong with everything here on this earth. There's something wrong with everybody here on this earth. So we need patience. Kindness when we face unkindness. Kindness is returning good for evil. Love's Consideration. We become aware of the need for kindness when we are wronged. We become aware of the need for kindness when somebody does us evil. We become aware of the need for kindness when somebody does wrong or something isn't right. So the next time Somebody is in the wrong in any way, shape, or form. Use it as a reminder to become aware of the need for kindness. Anything negative, let it be a reminder of the need for kindness. Oh, here's my sign. Here's what I can go by. Here's, here's my opportunity to walk in the Spirit. Walk in the liberty of the Spirit above the dictates of the flesh. Here's my opportunity. Last time we talked about goodness, godly motives in speech and conduct, love's character. It's all one. It's all one. We're just talking about the different aspects uh, of it. So we have godly motives in speech and conduct. We are good. It's our character. And we live it out in the little acts of kindness. 
So, kindness is proven to be kindness when it faces unkindness. Remember, but if you bite and devour one another, look out, you're going to destroy yourselves. Unkindness almost always is a response to unkindness. And you can stop that chain. You can stop that crazy cycle. You can stop that negative downward spiral by returning kindness for unkindness. Turn to Ephesians 4. <clears throat> Ephesians 4.32, that's the verse that we had up here to start with, be kind to one another. <clears throat> but let's read the two verses before that. Ephesians 4, verse 30 says, And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. Remember, we're talking about the fruit of, of the Spirit. Well, here it says, don't grieve the Spirit. Don't grieve the Spirit by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. And then it gives verses 31 and 32. Don't grieve the Spirit. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. When are we tempted with bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking? When are we tempted with that? When somebody does wrong. That's when we're tempted with that. Bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, complaining, fussing, whining, evil speaking, speaking negatively of others, we are tempted with that when others have done wrong. And that grieves the spirit. And the spirit fruit of kindness will not grow. It says, put it away from you. But instead, verse 32, be kind. Kindness is proven when it faces unkindness. Be kind, tender-hearted. Think about, be aware of how the other one feels. What may have led him to do that? But it, the excuse or the validation or whatever it makes no difference when you've chosen to be kind. Kindness replaces that. Tender-hearted. Forgiving one another. I think forgiveness is... is one of the greatest demonstration of kindness. And that is who God is. God is kind. God who forgives. It's one of God's names. Forget what it's called, but the, the, the definition is God who forgives. Anybody know what, what the name of God is that means that? God who forgives. Anyway, that's one of God's names. God who forgives, that's kindness. Be kind, tenderhearted, forgiving. And then I love the last part of the verse. This is how you represent God. Just how God, through Christ Jesus, forgave you, so also do you. Remember, our walk in the Spirit is a walk of faith. It's not going by feeling. It's not doing what comes natural. It is by faith 
stepping forward in those little acts of kindness, walking in the Spirit. Luke 6.35, but love your enemies. God is kind. Love your enemies. Do good and lend, hoping for nothing in return, and your reward will be great. And you will be sons of the Most High, for He is kind to the unthankful and evil. Now that fascinates me. He uses the word the unthankful and evil. God is kind to the unthankful. You know, God has done so much for humanity, so much for people, and we so often don't appreciate it. He's kind anyway, just simply gets his character. He is kind. He is kind to the unthankful. Next time you do something for someone and they don't appreciate it, there's your chance to walk by faith in the Spirit and be kind to the unthankful. Next time you're faced with somebody who's not doing what they should, there's your opportunity to be kind, to adapt your attitude, to adapt your behaviors, and be kind. Because God is kind, and we represent Him. It's been called the unexpected grace. Kindness is the unexpected grace. Ask the question, do you experience God as kind? Do you experience Him as kind? Maybe you're not okay with God's kindness. Now, God is... Kindness includes being nice, but kindness isn't just being nice all the time. Sometimes God, in his kindness, gives us what we long for. Sometimes God, in his kindness withholds what we long for because he knows it's what's best for us. Love doesn't, love isn't just nice. It's so much more than that. Uh, I've heard people complaining, it's just, well, you just don't do this or that because that's just not nice. Well, it's, it's good to be nice, but what do you mean by being nice? It's not just you, don't, you aren't just nice. Love has character that's so much deeper. And sometimes rebuke needs to happen. You can't, if you're committed to just being nice, you will not live out God's character very well. It's so much more. It includes being nice, but it's so much more. Love does what's best for a person. And that's the rule, being kind. Kindness is a standard of excellence that only the Holy Spirit can produce. Matthew 5.20, For I say to you that unless your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. The scribes and Pharisees were committed to appearing righteousness. They were committed to appearing righteous. They were committed to looking good. We talked about that last time, the appearance of goodness. That doesn't cut it. It needs to be greater. 
in the same chapter in Matthew, Matthew 5.46 says, For if you love those who love you, what reward have you? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? The next verse, if you greet your brethren only, what do you more than others? Do not even the tax collectors do so? It's not just being nice to those who are nice. It's not just being kind to those who are kind. It's not just giving recognition to those who give you recognition. No, kindness goes out of its way. Kindness to the kind may be selfishness and not true Holy Spirit kindness. Kindness is love in action. Remember, 1 Corinthians 13, love suffers long, and is kind. Kindness goes looking for and sees needs for love. There's a story about a lady who, who reached out in, in kindness, uh, went after someone, and reached out in kindness and helped this person. And this person said, oh, I just wish there was more people like you. And the kind lady said, oh, there's lots more. You just have to look for them. You'll see the kind people if you look for them. And the person said, but I wasn't looking for you. Love goes out of its way. So the point made is, yeah, if you look for kindness, you'll see it. But the point is also made that a truly kind person will go after needs for kindness. We'll see. We'll become aware and take consideration. Looking for that. Looking for those opportunities to be kind. Those small acts of love. Kindness transforms. Kindness transforms the old goat. that contentious, um, obnoxious, mean person. Read a story about a boss who was very difficult and uh, he just went through secretary after secretary because of his difficulty and this lady um, needed a job. She needed the job. She needed a job. She knew he was like this, but she needed a job. So she made it a point to be kind every day. Give him a compliment every day. Started with superficial stuff, but every day give him a compliment. And it did transform him. He became a different person. Kindness transforms. Transform. Kindness leads to more kindness. There's the law of sowing and reaping. It's in place. It works. Kindness leads to friendship. It's been said that every friendship is begun by some, usually small, act of kindness. And kindness, more importantly than anything else, wins people to Christ. Wins people's friendships works in evangelism, winning people to Christ. Kindness transforms. Here's a few quotes. Usually when God speaks, he speaks through the human voice that is kind.
The greatest thing a man can do for a heavenly father is to be kind to some of his other children. Kindness has converted more sinners than zeal, eloquence, or learning. Kindness transforms. Kindness changes people. I'm especially drawn to this verse in Proverbs. What is desired in a man is kindness. That's what people are looking for. That's one of the highest traits a man can have. If you want to be a real man or woman, what is desired in a man is kindness. A poet said, when I think of the charming people I know, it's surprising how often I find the chief of the qualities that make them so is just that they are kind. What is desired in a man is kindness. So often, we are looking for kindness. That's what we're desiring. We need it. We know we need it. Deep down, Often subconsciously, we know we need kindness because we know we mess up. We know we do a lot of things wrong. We know we hurt people. And so what we really long for is kindness. We don't want to be left out. We want to experience kindness. But when you are longing for that, never forget that you are free to be that kind person. Against such, Galatians 5 says, against such, there is no law. There's no law against kindness. There's no limit to it. When you're longing for kindness, exercise it. Go looking for opportunities to live out kindness. Instead of sitting back and whining about the lack of kindness in other people, you be it. You go for it. You look for it, those opportunities. Go look for some wrong to forgive. Kindness is awareness of how another feels, consideration of those feelings, adaptation of one's attitudes, words, and behavior accordingly. Be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving, just as God. God is kind. God is kind. He is God who forgives. Let's walk in the Spirit. Let's pray.